Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. Join your hosts, Mark Zylinski, Jeremy Duval, and Rob Fanouf as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Tom Annis. And I am Jeremy Duval. And that's right, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Dojo's everyman, handsome Tom Annis on the show. <laughs> and I know I'm excited. We talked about this when we had done the Basilean Army review, which was pre-2019 uh, cock. So, you know, not that long ago. And we had, we had talked about uh, doing a, a sort of appendix to the Basilean Army review where we're going to go over the changes. We're going to go over sort of the new units. We'll talk a little bit about what lists uh, been making the, the, the competitive scene. We'll talk a little bit of our own experiences, what lists we've been running, and sort of kind of go over what we weren't able to when we uh, did the full in-depth Basilean Army review. But first, before we get into that, Tom, uh, I, I don't think we haven't had you on the show since we did that initial army review. So what have you been up to hobby-wise? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me back. I listened to our army review yesterday just to get pumped for this, and <laughs> that was an epic, epic podcast. Yeah, that's the thing with the army reviews is, you know, Rob can can like post, you know, just pound them out. But for me, it's like when I uh, do an edit one, that's like, OK, I've done my show for the next three months. So I got to take a vacation <laughs> right. from editing. Uh, ours and the dwarf one was just so long. The other ones were great, but the, <laughs> Rob cut them down a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so I've been uh, building my second Kings of War army over the past couple months. I'm doing orcs, which is completely the opposite, I think, of what I've been doing with Basileans. It started because Dustin Howard has been building a Lord of the Rings uh, human army that he can use as a couple different factions. Uh, but he has been struggling to complete it, probably because it doesn't have, you know, six monsters and, and all of that. So he's not as motivated. Uh, but to push him over the line, I told him that. I would challenge him at uh, Bayou Battles GT, which is coming up in August, with uh, a Lord of the Rings orc army uh, if he would finish his army. And so over the past, I'd say, three months, I've been getting a, an orc army ready using the Lord of the Rings models. And we're going to do the basing the same and have a joint display board for uh, for the tournament. So it's going to be – hopefully it's going to be turn out cool. Um, and then I challenged him for round one, which <laughs> building a, an army in three months is stupid and challenging Dustin Howard in round one in the tournament is pretty stupid, but it should be fun. Do like two stupids make a right? You know, have you have you are you going to be super smart by doing those two things? I guess we'll see. Uh, my list is pretty nasty. Orcs can be – I think there's something to be said about building an army – coming to it late so you don't have all you know the legacy units you, you can just say whoa what's what's good right now and build to that so uh, i've been having fun doing it yeah and i know you've been sharing with me some of your picture stuff and it's like really exciting to see kind of your second project because uh you know i told you this like sort of offline but uh, the paint your painting is getting better and better so have you kind of seen that now that you've your basilean army was pretty much your first miniatures uh army right yeah yeah exactly exactly so have you kind of seen like starting a a project from scratch now are you kind of taking some of the lessons you've learned in painting that first army and kind of putting them into use yeah yeah i think so it's just it's a little bit of a speed paint especially on the the three hordes of orcs that i'm doing but taking my time on the big the big characters and yeah see i haven't seen i haven't seen those i've seen pictures of custom freehand veins and wings is what i've seen and i'm like wow man this looks great i haven't seen the the hordes of dudes yet yeah yeah no it's you know i didn't really know what i was doing with the first army I just tried to follow basically what i saw on the mantic you know the color scheme on the mantic um website and so it's been fun to try some new things and i have a lot of people helping me come up with tips and painting tips behind the scenes so uh, it's been fun for the Jeremy uh, hobby update, I've been working on the Basileans, per, per usual. 
So that project is still coming along. In the, as we get uh, to the part of the show where we're going to talk about lists, I have my Bay of Kings list, which is Bay of Kings is end of September. So I'm really hoping that that will be the full-fledged, you know, um, here she is, Jeremy's <laughs> Basilean army, you know, displayed in all its glory for the first time. So um, I always get so sad when I see her on Dudless with the with Jarvis and the the Elohi. <laughs> I can feel your pain. You know, and like Elohi are good, okay, but really that. Like, if I just played full undead, it would be better. And that's the list that I always make. And then right the weekend yep. before the tournament, I'm like, I guess I'm taking Jarvis because I want to play with my new shiny models. Well, I'm rooting for you to finish. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to take that positive mojo. I'm going to put it in. But, hey, you, you were doing really well. You got, what did you get, fourth at, out of, like, 60 out of Depticon? That was awesome. I know that wasn't the Jarvis that list. That wasn't but... the Jarvis list, but that was uh, – uh, uh, had some great games. I was able to – that was definitely a bring what you're comfortable with. And I was trying to think of – it was like, well, can I speed paint an Alona formation? Could I do this? Could I do that? And instead I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go double werewolf hordes. I'm going to go soul reavers with sharpness. I'm going to go zombies and just kind of do what – I'm used to playing and definitely I feel like that helped me. There's a lot of moments where intuitively I was able to um, save on clock time. So I'm a slow player and uh, do a couple of things, you know, double werewolves is still pretty good. Definitely having that was allowed me to do some, some good things against um, flyers. You know, I, w I had one game, especially against Eric Trowbridge where he had double, he had the double ancient wing slashers. Oh, and so I was, good. So good. And I was just running up my rev cab troops and then keeping my double werewolf hordes back enough that eventually he just had to charge the, the, the uh, rev cab and then the double werewolves came in and ended up killing both both of the ancient wing slashers. Nice. So, yeah, you can still do a lot of stuff. Uh, and, I mean, you know, the undead list is pretty good. I think it's hard to make a bad undead list. Yeah, probably. It, definitely it is. Like, you talked about it in your things. That list was, oh, I haven't played wargaming in 10 years. Let me start by painting some skeletons. I'll start <laughs> right. by painting some, some zombies. And now that list is, okay, what do I have painted? Because I know you guys do this. I'm always, like, in Titans chat, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm thinking of taking this list. And, like, Dan King or uh, Pat Allen or everyone's like, well, you know what you should really do? You should drop this, drop this, get this, get that. And <laughs> right. be like... And you're like, if I was playing a video, you know, I was playing Total War or something, I could just swap it in. But that's... 30 hours or something. Or, or if that, I was going to paint that many models, I have them painting my Basilean army. So, I mean, <laughs> right. these are the models that I have. So it's like I have skeletons, so I could use them as revenants, spearmen, regular skeletons. You know, it's like I, I, I'm sort of locked in to what I'm doing. So, By the way, Dan King is a Titan. What's up with that? Yeah, he's part of the, the, the Titans International. So uh, we're gonna have to get like Tom Robinson or something on our in the dojo squad to bounce exactly. you guys so up. I think, like Dan King is like a titan sometimes when he's on U.S. soil. I think I don't know. It's in the bylaws somewhere. Of well, cool. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I'm working on. I'm working on the Basileans. I do have some other sort of. I think the next project I do is I'm gonna. It's gonna be an all mantic, but an all mantic sort of built uh, with a with competitive in mind. So I'm looking, I'm kind of trying to be, and, and also it might be some, you know, uh, uh, institute some speed painting. I've never done a speed painting project, so I'm thinking of, well, maybe I might speed paint something. So I've been looking at Night Stalkers, I've been looking at Goblins. I actually like the Mantic Goblins, personally. I think they have some cool stuff, especially incorporating some of the Vanguard Goblins, I think are really cool. And it's like I've always wanted to have a Goblin army, but so many models so i'm just trying to think for me often when i'm thinking about an army project especially in kings of war the multi-basing has to start me that's yeah. what's, that's the basing is what sort of prompts like the color scheme the theme of the army and i don't quite have a handle yet on what i would do for basing for goblins so um yeah, so you can't get motivated. Right. No, that's sort of on the back burner. I think if I did Night Stalkers, which was on my list too, I think I would probably take sort of the ruined temple that I was going to do for my Twilight Kin and just use that for my Night Stalkers because I think mm -hmm. it would fit, fit the theme. 
Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the uh, 2019 Basilean changes. Some of these were uh, from previous, some of them were new. I'm just going to kind of go over all of the unit changes that happened in 2019. We'll talk a, a little briefly, just cover some of the ones that were uh, uh, the newer ones, and then we're just going to kind of go right into the newer units. So they had, as far as unit changings, they had the, the Sisterhood Panther Chariot buff, which was the regiment went, is 1416, Horde is 1719. Abbas on a Panther Chariot has Nimble. I think one of the more interesting ones, um, Tom, was Julius, the Dragon of Hammon, and um, Samachris, the Mother of Phoenixes, the sort of you take both, they get the bonus. They got changed a little bit, and that they now both have Elite. And if you take both of them, the Twin Souls special rule essentially would then give them Vicious. Yeah, yeah, and they definitely did something because, especially if you're taking both of them, um, with the changes to unit strength, where it's not by points. Well, I guess the the addition of unit strength, where uh, the scenarios aren't scored by the point value of the unit, uh, and instead by unit strength, they really were too expensive, I think, for what they were bringing to the table. And so this just goes a little bit uh, towards making them uh, a viable choice. I probably still wouldn't take them just because we have so many other good good options. They're definitely much more uh, interesting now, especially Samachris, because that elite works on everything. She, her Fireball 10 or Heal 7, elite Elite heal is really, really good. And that lightning bolt. So I know Joey Greek took them to a tournament. Uh, he calls them the triplets. He took Julius, Samachris, and uh, the new buffed-up Spirit of Valandor and did pretty well. So Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of, of, uh, of really durable stuff. Like, I mean, when I look at Julius, it's almost like a poor man's Valandor. Right. Because it's kind of similar stat lines. They're both defense six. Julius is one less attack, one less nerve. Uh, crushing strength two instead of crushing strength three but it's kind of like if you're wanting a defense six flyer that's dash uh you have a couple of options if you want to go that way yeah the big thing with them is that their their nerve is kind of low it's either dash 16 or for uh julius and dash 15 for sam or chris and I think it's dash 17 for the Valandor. So if you get a bad roll, then you're really, really hurting, uh, which happens often enough. And I would have to say, I think, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think the height two versus height four, because they're all hero large infantry, I think in more situations you would rather have the height four, right, than you would want the height two to hide them. Yeah, I think in general flyers, it's it's better to be taller and in this army, especially since you pretty much all your entire list is height one or height two, um, with rare exception. Um, yeah, I, I would probably go for the height. Okay, well, I mean, like you said, it, it, I think at least giving them the vicious rule is that I, I hardly ever saw them ever taken together. I like the thematic, you know, I like the narrative of having joint characters like that could be cool. And I, I've seen Julius taken a lot just on his own. I think he's probably the better of the two. No, I agree with you. I think if you are going to take one, I think he's a little bit, uh, you can, that defense 16, you can put him on an edge. I mean, I think Samachris is good too, I, but I think you just still run into that problem that we, I, it, when we we had when we talked about her in the army review is that it's a lot i mean you have all the spells but you can only do one thing a turn so you right. you do run into that where you're paying a lot for uh you know stuff that maybe you you can't use but you know heal seven lightning bolt five with elite fireball with elite that's all pretty good so yep absolutely okay so now to just take a look at some of the additional units so they still have the uh the paladin defenders which was the troop of paladins that have heal um the pal the forlorn guard um one interesting thing here is that they are listed which i believe was in a fac previously but now in the cock book they're listed as quote paladin foot guard so they're in addition to their other stuff they are paladin foot guard in resolve to the um uh, the redemption, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Domitus buff. So he is buffing both Paladin Foot Guard, Forlorn Guard, and the Paladin Defenders, which is nice just to have that that sort of uh, bookkeeping cleaned up. 
Yeah, I think it was on a forum post or something um, that uh, was clarified by the RC, and then the forums died, so it's good to have it in the rules. Yeah, it's always nice, and I think that, you know, Rob and I just recorded, which will probably be out before this out is out, we did sort of, an, and we'll talk about it tonight in regards specifically to Vaseline, but we talked about a third edition wish list, and one of the things on our list was just sort of taking all of the, the clarity of, you know, stuff from the fact, from the different cockbooks and being able to now with a new edition incorporate all of that sort of bookkeeping stuff into the main rule set so you know for clean cleanliness sake so that's definitely nice that they've done a little bit in this cock pack with some of these other issues but the main thing that we had from the 2019 book was the um, sort of incorporation of the awesome new vanguard models so we had a few new units based kind of around um, the new Vanguard model. So the first one, we had the Sisterhood Scouts. So that you can get them in a troop. They're 125 points. Uh, they're speed 5, melee 4+, range 4+, defense 3+, 8 attacks for 10, 12 nerve, 125 points. And for that, they get bows, iron resolve, Vanguard, and Vicious. You know, I really want to love these guys because i love the models and they would fit my army theme but just 125 points is very expensive for defense three yeah defense three 10 12 nerve um especially in an army where everything else is pretty much immune to shooting and so you know where every every bow shot is gonna go yeah you know each each army has a built-in uh disadvantage i think some tool that they're missing and with Basilands, I would say it's probably uh, cheap chaff and 24-inch shooting, or really any shooting past 12 inches. And so these scouts on paper give you a little bit of both. I mean, eight, eight shots on fours with Vicious is pretty good for clearing low defense chaff. Um, and, you know, they're 125 points. Usually I like my chaff to be... 115 points uh, or below, so they're a little expensive for that. Um, but they they seem to just have a lot of potential. I, I've played with them in a couple practice games. Um, you know, I, I, I told you earlier I was playing. I've been playing orcs, and I've been running skulks in that build. Uh, two troops of skulks, and they're also low. I think they're 911 defense three, so even even more fragile. But I've been getting away, They, you know, doing good work with them. I, so I think the way you have to play these scouts is you can't use them as chaff or you're just going to waste your points. And they're, you can't really um, just keep them back on an objective because they're going to get – somebody's going to shoot them from across the board on turn five or six and you're going to lose that objective. So I think the way you have to play them is if you're facing a lot of shooting, you keep them behind your units for turn one. Um, shoot them past turn two, hopefully get a shot off, and then probably die. Um, the way I think about elite units, quote-unquote elite units, I think these are elite chaff, um, is they have to do two things in order to be worth their points. So with like with the Skulks, they're 75 points. If you just run them up and they die turn one and screen you for shooting, that's worth it for that point. But if you do it with the Scouts, it's not worth it. So I think you have to maybe clear some chaff with their bows hopefully in in one turn or over two turns and then use them as chaff turn three or four so you know i i don't think they'll make most very competitive tournament lists but you know they're awesome models and they're definitely they definitely have a role i think yeah you know like you said when you hit that 125 that is not like a 95 105 115 when you start to get into the 125 plus you need value for those units you you, you know you need them to do something besides just die right um you know i could see them like you said um sometimes in basilean especially when you're playing fast alpha strike if things don't go so great you're and you don't pick up units or you get unlucky the opponent is going to have a lot of units near death because you're hitting so hard that maybe these guys can help sort of pick off some units that are already damaged so that you're remaining 
um, Elohi hordes or your remaining big stuff can charge other more undamaged things. You know, there's nothing worse than having to throw like a horde of Elohi into something that's, you know, you need three damage to kill, but you have you just don't have the drops to have anything attack it. Right. Um, so I could see these, and you know, like you said, I mean, if the the token that the objective that they're sitting on is in terrain, okay. But I think you need to get these guys in terrain. I think you need the cover. But it's just like any any wizard with Blizzard or any blizzarding wizard is going to uh, just salivate at the mouth looking at this type of unit, you know, that they could maybe one shot for 125 points points bye bye. But they are they are great models. And, you know, as we're going, we'll sort of touch base on, you know, Tom had put a post in the Hegemonia Basilea, the Basilean Facebook group. And that was sort of one of the reoccurring threads was was maybe taking a a look again at the sisterhood models and seeing uh, in third, you know, wishlist third edition of maybe some sort of reworking of how the sisterhood work or maybe like a sisterhood formation so that could be really interesting, some sort of fast scouting sisterhood formation that maybe gives these guys stealthy or, you know, just something that makes them a little bit more survivable um, could be interesting. So, but I love the models. The models are absolutely awesome, I think. Yeah, that's, and this is a little bit of a spoiler for what we're going to talk about later, but my big wish for Basilean's in version three is just you know, make the Vanguard, the awesome Vanguard models a little bit more viable, whether that's the foot characters or like these scout units. That's, that's what I'm hoping to see. Yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll kind of cover that more as we go, sort of what the community is, is hoping for and sort of what you and I, what we have in our own sort of, uh, dear, uh, dictator Santa, you know, what, what to bring me in third edition, but dear um, Jeff Swan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dear anyone but Todd Serpico, don't even say anything. Even though he's not on the rules committee, don't say anything about about Vaseline to Todd. He'll just say it's too good. So. Oh, I've I've almost had to ban Todd like four times from the hegemony group <laughs> for right, talking Todd. about the rich the the Elohi formation. You're gonna so. get banned. You're not the only banner around here, Banner McBannerson. <laughs> the so banner I, becomes the banny. Yeah, no, I love Todd so. Uh, you know, he's a great guy. And, like, he's, like, talking about, like, Aloha Shmola High. Uh, but, you know, we're playing together in Living Legends. And he's like, so, you're going to bring those Aloha, right? And I'm just like, see, <laughs> when you have the power on your side, things get different. But Okay, next on the list as far as new units for 2019, we have the Ogre Palace Guard. They came out with some cool models for this for Vanguard. So this is large infantry. It's irregular which is interesting in the regiment speed six melee three plus defense five plus night attacks they are dash 14 165 points and for a horde they have 18 attacks and they're dash 17 for 250 um, but they come with brutal crushing strength two base which is nice and they're dash uh, as we mentioned and they also have iron resolve uh, what do you think about these guys man i've been waiting for these guys for ever since they were announced, which was, I think, over a year ago. And I think the models just started shipping out this week um, in packs of three. So you could get them before through the Vanguard uh, pledge or the the war bands, but it was just too expensive if all you wanted was six of these guys like I did. Um, they're amazingly good, I think. Uh, you know, the dash is awesome. You can have basically an entire army of headstrong or fearless units. The speed six is great to keep up with the rest of your fast army. Um, you know, the brutal, I think is a big part of it in an army that doesn't have any brutal, unless you put an item on something. Um, it can be big, especially, you know, Basilea being more of an alpha strike army, the big, thing you want to avoid is bouncing. Um, and so brutal can help you put down units quick and move on to the next one, which you need to do oftentimes if you're fighting uh, a higher drop army. So they're just really good. They don't really need any items. I don't think. And if you were going to give them items, I would give them celerity and, and haste to make them even faster. Um, but other than that, they're great. I think they combo, really well with a phoenix or two um you know defense five dash 17 iron resolve just 
combos really, really well with any healing you can give them. So that's what I would do. Um, what do you think? No, I think they're really good, and I think we've talked about it in the past. I think this is kind of an infantry unit you could almost kind of play like a giant in some ways, where you have your fast stuff, and then you can just kind of have this one, you know, moving up with some uh, a phoenix support. If you work, if you're not going to play a melee list, you're going to play an alpha strike list or a faster list. I think this unit could still be good. Um, I don't know. I think the the alpha Basilean, and when we talk about sort of meta uh, is popular i think there's a really good infantry basilean list in here somewhere i think these guys are so good uh, uh brutal crushing strength too and the fact that they're uh dash 17 iron resolve defense 5 i mean uh you're gonna have to seriously do some damage uh before you can um have a chance to waver them and having essentially iron resolve is like a free heal to cast on a unit that hits this hard yep. um, is really good. And like I said, um, uh, Aloha, have crushing strength one, but there isn't a lot of like inborn crushing really. When you look at the Basilean list, I mean, there's some here and there's some there, but there really isn't a ton. I mean, the, the Knights have, TC. So to have a unit, I mean, this does fit a, like a nice role uh, of uh, a unit that is going to just hit like a truck. And like you said, I think at 250, they don't need any items. I mean, they're perfect yeah. the way they are. I think you just get them at 250, um, and then you're and be happy with TC2 brutal iron resolve fearless. So yeah, I think I think you're dead on saying that there's a, a grindy best grindy Healy best land list that's out there that with these guys is sort of the, the stars of that list. Um, you know, I was talking to Jeff Swam and I was over at his house a couple months ago playing a, playing a couple games and he was saying that they put him in there almost as a, not a replacement, but an alternative for, uh, Alohi. So people who wanted to run a different type of list could put these guys in there instead of having to run Alohi. I mean, I think they work fine together as well, but it gives you that option. Um, one kind of formation, quote unquote, that I've come up with to make these guys work is take three troops of um, Paladin Foot Guard, keep them defense five, headstrong, so they're they're pretty defensive um, and eleven thirteen nerve. So you take three troops and you can. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but you can put basically three troops in front of the two hordes. So even if they get wavered, you can spin the, the troops to the side and charge past with the hordes, um, the two hordes waiting behind. And that's, that's really effective and just have like, um, you know, either Domitus in the middle, inspiring everybody or, a, an ASB with the Griffin banner, giving everybody, a, an extra nerve. Um, so that's something I've come up with. I would really like if if I was the faster painter or uh, you know being the um, you know I joke about this you know with, with Todd being the special snowflake social worker that I am I would love to have a Basilean list with no Elohi whatsoever and I think like you said this these would be the hammers in that infantry list and I know Kyle Timberlake doesn't use these but he does run like infantry a uh, Basilean infantry. Uh, with Paladin Foot Guard and Soul Drain and all this stuff, and he's been having a lot of success with that list. He did he um, got best battle at um, Cascade Clash uh, a couple weeks ago with that list. Yeah, um, and he and he beat me at round four at Lone Wolf. Yeah, and he eleven beat, to nine. <laughs> he beat the Godfather. So uh, um, you know, and, and you know, Kyle's a, a strong player. Don't get me wrong, but that list is. I really think in looking at this. There is a really, really powerful, grindy, durable Basilean uh, infantry list in here somewhere. I don't know exactly. I know I don't know exactly min max what every little bit and bob would be, but I've been kind of exploring that excitingly. So um, yeah, we can maybe we can work on it. I just haven't been motivated to do that because the models haven't been out. Uh, but now that they're out, I think it's time for someone to run a list like that and do well with it. 
I, I, I really think for me it's just going to be like when can I get it done by. But it's going to be – I think it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised that we see uh, some of those lists come up. But um, okay, so kind of the last or second to last on the list of the new units. And this model uh, has become – you know, uh, is, well, Vaseline, as I've said, is so hot right now. Um, so but this, hot. It's so hot right now. But this model has been uh, picking up some steam, which is the High Paladin on an Elder Dragon. So for this, you get speed 10, melee 3 plus, okay? Looking good, you know, dragon. Defense 5, yeah, looking good. 12 attacks, which is pretty good. It gets a nerve, and it's dash 20. What? Iron Resolve. Uh, three, w- w- okay, hold on a second. So 340 points. So for that you get you get this three attack or you get melee three plus twelve attacks but you get dash twenty breath attack ten crushing three fly heal four but the real kicker on dash twenty is iron resolve I mean this guy is a boss yeah oh and it's seventy five by seventy five but guess what that doesn't really matter at all <laughs> at least it's a, a trade off I do every time to get all these stats this thing, yeah this thing is ridiculous uh, speed ten fearless twenty with self-healing capabilities is really really good especially if you if you do like some people i've seen do like for example alex chavez i know has maybe pioneered this um doing the the iron resolve item so it's it's iron resolve 2 now which basically means you could throw it into anything and be assured that it's going to be there in two turns um and it's going to be grinding and killing whatever's in front of it for those turns um it's really really good it's it's been a part of some Vaseline lists that have won tournaments this year including alex's it's too it's too elite for me to run double formation plus this elder dragon but you know it, it definitely is an effective list yeah, like I'm thinking in that gre- gre- uh, grindy melee list that this guy might be just the one flying component might be pretty good. Uh, because when you think about it, if you give him that that Iron Resolve item, which does make him expensive, but basically for two or three turns he's getting a free heal four. I mean that's just on a on a big flying chunky monster. And you'd be surprised the the difference that you feel when you have a monster. With instead of nine or ten attacks hitting on threes, instead has twelve attacks hitting on threes. Those extra two attacks on paper, maybe you don't think that's a big difference, but when you're getting that into the flank, or it helps you hedge against the little bad rolls, it makes it so that if he's getting the first charge on almost any sort of 16, 18, 15, 17, you know, non-horde infantry horde unit, he's going to outgrind against almost anything in the game. I think. Yeah, because he's going to get – the extra attacks pretty much guarantee he's going to do at least eight to nine wounds, which is what you're generally aiming for with your, your hammer units because um, it just means that with an average roll of seven, you're you're popping to, uh, you know, 15, 17 units. Um, it's funny because the, the demon spawn has 13 attacks and has been for a long time, I think, the best flying monster in the game. And now you come with all these – super heavy flyers i've had i've been running double ancient slasher in my orc army which you can get up to 13 attacks if you take the the 15 point upgrade for them and it's just you can basically have two demon spawns plus you can take the other thing with these guys having heal four is you can take the legendary spells um which is often a good idea you know you take a critter's call or if you want to do some teleport shenanigans you know, those one-use spells are really good value on these big flying monsters. No, definitely. And even, like, when you're if you're repositioning and you have nothing to breathe on or whatever, I mean, heal four, when you're looking at, like, heal three on other, you know, that extra, it's just, like, all the little extra one or two things with this guy are, like, exponentially better. That even though he's just getting two more attacks or one more heal or whatever you want to say, that stuff really becomes like a, a, a force multiplier type stuff when you're getting this those little bits of extra extra dice. Yep. So I love them. I'm using for mine. I am using a storm raptor from Hordes. 
Uh, and so basically my idea is that the paladin on the elder dragon, he's essentially an elder Phoenix. So he's like a Phoenix that's like lived so long that he actually has like learned how to fight, you know, <laughs> he's so leveled up. Yeah. He's leveled up and you know, he's a little bitter. So he's lost his joy of healing and instead wants to kill because he's seen all the soldiers he tried to heal throughout the years. They end up, they all end up dying anyway. Because he's immortal and they're all like, oh man, I'm writing this whole narrative as we speak. It's just, it's just, I got to get Mark on the line here and tell him the, the epic tale of my elder Phoenix. But, um, <laughs> well, so sort of the last thing on the list, which, uh, I'll, I'll say why I think it's interesting, uh, from a practical standpoint, but really it, it, coming in at the same points as this elder dragon, I just think it competes. Uh, the elder dragon's just better if you're looking for this, which is the spirit of Valendor. Which they he's been in the game before or previously, but they've updated him. So flying, hero large infantry hits on threes, defense six, uh, nine attacks dash seventeen, and for that he's crushing strength three and elite with iron resolve, and he has aura of illumination, which is whenever you give him an order, I believe any unit within six inches of him gets to heal a point of damage. Um. Yeah, which is a change from what he had before, which I think it was called the same thing, but it was he could do a heal three, I believe, on any unit within six inches or something. So it's a little bit of a change. I, either either version doesn't do that much for me because you're probably running this guy out alone on a flank and having him do you know, his own thing. Kind of what I think of this guy is if you have the Alohi formation painted or you have an Ur Alohi and you don't want to run that formation and you're bored and you want to use your Alo- your Uralohai as something else, you could you could use it as a, it's it's the same hero large infantry. You could use it as the spirit of Valandor, or if you had a cool model option and you just wanted to have fun with sort of a defense six flying guy by himself running around causing havoc. Right, or or you want to take a meme army like Joey Greek and and take his his triplets TM. Uh, you know, be like the Ferrari jacket wearing man himself you can take this i played it and to me it's like it's good and it like never dies but honestly and we 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 touched on this a little bit earlier the height too is really annoying it's not annoying until it's the most annoying thing in the history of the world and then it's just like oh man where's my big giant you know dash 20 defense 5 you know iron resolving critters calling dragon dragon is what i want um so but i mean it is better than what it was before and it is another option for if you have a 40 millimeter hero flying hero you guy uh that you want to use for something other than earl high um so those were the models now uh hot topic dripping with uh controversy uh let's talk about the formations Okay, so first we're going to talk about the uh, Shield of the Golden Horn, which is the melee formation. So 45 points, uh, and f- for that, it's it's, this, it's slightly changed from last year, but it is the same units, which is two men-at-arms, swords and shield regiments, a men-at-arms, spear and shield horde, and then one priest. And then the priest in this formation uh, is granted rallying two for men-at-arms and very inspiring for men-at-arms. Um, and then it basically drops its very inspiring penance only and picks up very inspiring men at arms. So the main difference, right? Last time, Tom was instead before it just blanketly gave those units extra nerve and now it's rallying too. Right. It was a little bit of a nerf because what you could do and what I did in pretty much every list I took last year was put the banner of the Griffin on the priest. And so it's, a flat two to nerve plus the one rally for plus three. So the, the regiments were clocking in at, uh, I think it was 1719 in the horde at 24, 26. It was, it was painful for people to deal with. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think I'd like to take credit for the nerf because I think I was the only one running that combination last year. It's still good. It's still good. Um, there's just, uh, for me, I've switched my style of list a little bit, which we can talk about um, a little bit later. But there's nothing wrong with it. It's still a really good formation. Uh, I think, like we were just talking about with the Ogre Palace Guard, it, there's an interesting little formation you could do with them uh, with in the front and then the, the Palace Guard behind. 
Um, that could definitely work. But yeah, I was just going to say uh, another reason why I haven't been taking it is because of Blizzard being a thing this year. And, uh, you know, everybody's looking. This is this is just the perfect guy to shoot. Such a high value target. Um, and I know, like, for example, didn't that happen in your game with Felix Castro? You blizzarded oh, yes. it off his Mr. Castro. Uh, uh, there was some wizard blizzard blizzarding his his non-wizard priest. Uh, action yeah it's just like you said that's it that is for this type of thing that 11 13 defense four hero that is the perfect target for blizzard really especially when that's the one who's inspiring your whole center line and granting rallying to everyone like you said i still good i think it's still good it's just not maybe as good as it was before but um, definitely still i think if you have those models painted and you have that in your army i don't think you would be doing a disservice to your uh, to yourself to to continue to take it no no definitely not and and at 2250 you can get all three formations i'm pretty sure in there which is would be a fun list like you said i'm thinking of this formation with maybe some ogre palace guard to back it up i mean then you have like a pretty strong core infantry um, with some phoenixes, I mean, all of a sudden that's a middle that's going to be real tough to move. Okay, next was uh, is the Holy Lancers formation, um, which uh, I'm pretty sure this is similar to what it was. Is this pretty much the same as what it was before? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yeah, so we won't really go over that too much. It's you know the two knight uh, regiments, Nias, and essentially every uh, the knights get elite. Um, so solid, good. Nias is a boss. Headstrong elite knights with iron resolve are pretty good, and then the third on the list, which is probably the um, hot button, uh, you either love it or you hate it, which is the retribution of the heavens. Thank you, Dan King. Which is uh, formation costs 35 points, and for that you have to get two Elohi hordes, hordes, which who would ever want that? You have to, you have to get an Elohi. Who would ever want that? And then and then for 35 points. You get to give all three of those units vicious. <sighs> okay. Um, first of all, thank you, Big Daddy Dan King. I love you. Uh, I don't care if you're a titan. Uh, you are redeemed, sir. Uh, you know, here's the thing. It's only a 15-point discount on what you could take anyway, which is elite and vicious on two Elohi hordes, which I did all last year. Um, you know, if you took my lone wolf list, which did very well, I could easily drop uh, a couple points and not take this formation. It would be the exact same list. So I think, I think that the, what people are complaining about with the formation is not necessarily that it's under costed or anything like that. I think they're just, I think you know, people view formations as their role as buffing underused units or underused sizes of units and not buffing units people are taking anyway. I would point out the fallen formation to those people. Um, but, you know, that's doesn't really answer the, the critique exactly. But still, um, it's good. It's good. I mean, there's no getting around it. I don't expect it to be there next year, um, but I don't know. I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't tear me up if if they changed it and made it, you know, for, um, regiments or something. You know, I think it's just like there's certain things that people just don't like, right? They don't like strong flying units. They don't like shooting spam, or there's things in the game that they just don't like, whether or not. It's that when you actually look at it, is it overpowered or not overpowered? They just don't like it. So I think that like with really hard-hitting, durable flying units, they just abuse people. Um, you make one small mistake, you're gonna get crushed by it. You know, it's just, they're just hard to defend. So I do, I get some of the frustration in that. You know, um, it allows you to have vicious and give them something else. Like your example is a good one. The only thing I would say is that in giving one vicious and one elite, you then can't give something else to them, which on these, you, you know, you can just go for broke. I've run one with like crushing strength or 
elite and vicious are just brute sharpness or whatever and just been all like forget about it they evaporate anything they hit but yeah you know what i would say to that though is i my view is that makes them too expensive and you really just want you really need points especially if you're running like a double formation list um for me i wouldn't do like give them pathfinder and brute strength or any of that uh, I would just keep them as is, which I have been doing. The, uh, at Shiloh in January, I gave them, which was 2,400 points, so I had a lot of points. I gave them celerity and haste to make them uh, even faster, which was nice. But what I found was it wasn't really necessary, and so I dropped that. And I think for me, um, I would always just run them naked. But I, I get that. Yeah, and like you said, I think one of the sort of sort of camps of the the argument is is that formations are used to sort of add variety or add interesting uh, dynamics or make units maybe that aren't taken uh, more desirable. And this is just a flat out like you could take two hordes of Alohi and or Alohi, you know, you'd take that anyway um, in a lot of lists. So really, the formation is sort of making something that you already take better. I mean, is it auto-include? I mean, I think probably taking this is going to make almost any army better if you take this formation. But I think there's other things. I think you could not play... Uh, I've done, like, where, you know, I only, I only take one Horde of Alohi and, like, a Spirit of Valandor or a Dragon and have them fly around. I don't think you have to take this, but it probably is going to make most lists better, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Except the at two thousand points, I don't know if I would ever take this. Um, no, that's you a know, good point. It, it, we, in being in the U.S., we're playing at twenty two fifty and, and up. At which point, it makes kind of a no brainer. But I've seen a lot of bad lists that people. <laughs> no offense, but I've seen a lot of bad lists that people have been posting online with with this formation, especially at two thousand points. Um, and it's just because it's all wrapped up in elite stuff, and it doesn't have the tools that an army needs. He, he says, "No offense, as as you shall soon see that my two thousand point list does have this formation in it." Um, I was not talking about you. Uh, it's okay. I, I have a thick skin. I gotta I gotta find ways to make it through. But um, cool. Okay, so that's sort of the the formations. Um, so really briefly, let's just do kind of like a snapshot before we sort of go into the lists that we've brought. Let's just talk a little bit about sort of what we've been seeing this year with um, Basilean lists. And I think definitely it seems to be kind of from what I've seen, which is a lot of lists be are beginning with the um, the speed formations, right? The night formation and the Alohi formation. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a no brainer way to start the list. Um, again, though, like I said, I, you know, it's, it's the obvious list. You know, you take the double formation, you take some other fast stuff to support it. Um, maybe you take a couple units of infantry to bump up your unit strength so you can compete on, objectives um and other scenarios so yeah yeah it's it's the obvious way to write a 2019 uh best land list and that's that's pretty much what we've been seeing everybody do and then you add in like the tom anna special the regiment of panther chariots you know for i need some unit strength and just for as cheap as you're gonna get and an alpha strike you know um <sighs> Yeah, you know, I, I'll say my my big philosophy switch coming into this year was uh, dropping the healing. So that means dropping the phoenixes for, like you said, regiments of panther chariots, not taking as many support units, and just taking more fast stuff. And what I found is it it reaches a critical mass of speed, which makes the list a lot better. Then if you were taking a little bit of speed, a little, you know, maybe the golden horn formation and, and things like that. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And I think that's, that's what a lot of other people have been doing as well. Well, it really allows you to spend one turn, you spend one turn moving. And then on your second turn, you can, in how you set stuff up, charge your entire army on turn two. Uh, 
uh, turn two or turn three, you have the speed to be able to engage anything you want with everything that you have. And it becomes very difficult to defend against in that when you're dealing with one or two fast things, you can try to maneuver, deny double charges, but maybe you can do that here or there. But when your opponent's entire army slowest unit is speed eight, and it's a lot of speed nine, speed 10, it becomes very hard to defend against that alpha. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause Alohi, as good as they are, and even in the formation, um, they're, they're not going to pop a lot of defense five units or let alone defense six units in one charge. And so that's how you lose games with Basilees. You take bad charges, you bounce, and then you get hit on the counter charge. Um, by taking, you know, the, the formations are nice because they make you take Nias and an Alohi, which are really good anyway, um, and can support charge with the Knights and the Alohi. And then what I've done is just bring in regiments of Panther Lancers to have even more stuff that can help out on the charge to make sure you pop turn and then, and then things are in trouble. So yeah, because that's really what you need to do. You need to punch a hole in your opponent's line and then turn and face inward. So that you you have some other stuff, maybe your knights. You could, like the when I'm running the double formation, I use the knights almost like I treat them like my center line infantry, where I just sort of kind of move them up the center of the board. Their idea is to, to to do the alpha, but also be able to grind a little bit while the faster stuff on the sides is one shotting things and then turning inward. Um, usually in Basilea, when things go wrong, is when if you get some unlucky dice rolls or you get a couple low nerves and you lose a knight regiment and a, a low high hard early, it's that then becomes very difficult to come back from. Just you just don't have the resources. But on the other hand, I've seen thing where it's like turn three and turn four and you've killed the entire person's other army. This is dead. Yeah, if you spike your rolls, it's it, it can be devastating. Um yeah, I you know for me I play really patiently though. I I rarely if ever do that do the mass turn two charge. When I, if I do that, it's because I'm facing another really fast army and we're already you know within each other's charge ranges by turn two or turn three. Um, otherwise, I you know I try not to just mass charge because a lot of good players they'll set you up to, so you're charging in a terrain or over an obstacle or something. So even with, you know, six units of pretty hitty stuff, you're not going to pop maybe more than one or two units and then you're in trouble. Just ag- aggressive is my tendency to be aggressive. And some of it too is like, um, you know, I probably haven't played the list outside of a few people just as in super, super deep competition where I have to wait and think about it. It's more of like, I move all my stuff up and then I charge your whole army and I either kill you or I, I snake guys. But, um, but whatever you've been doing to Britain has apparently been pretty terrible. Cause he wrote a whole long dash 28 article on how much he hates. <laughs> well, you say that and then like, okay. So the first time I used the elder dragon, he was playing some stupid Scottish historical army. And, uh, one regiment of Scottish foot knights killed my elder dragon. Um, those guys like crushing strength one, uh, hitting on threes, whatever. Uh, and he just destroy. I mean, he he's he plays like really weird lists sometimes that you're like, oh man, this list is garbage. And then it's like, oh, my whole army's dead. But there has been some, especially against his like orcs, where it's just like. Yeah, I charge your whole army, and then it's just like, can can I kill you or not kill you? But um, okay, cool. Well, I thought we we go over some lists. So that's you know, right before we get into lists, that's basically what when you're thinking about what the the 2019 Vaseline meta has been. Is I think it's been airing more towards the double alpha formations. But like we said, I think that there is some melee options in there i'm really excited to see kind of how that develops and i think that's one of the things that makes the basilean list so fun and so interesting as an army is that there are a lot of like really cool things in it that i think there's fertile ground if you want to sort of strike your own path and develop your own uh builds and themes i think there's there's plenty of fertile soil for that to happen 
and you have all the awesome Vanguard models to start with now. Totally, totally. Okay, so we're going to just go over a quick sample list. I'm going to go over mine first so that uh, Tom can get all his laughing out. So when he talks about his list, <laughs> he'll – he'll uh, I've already berated me. So this is 99.9% what I'm going to probably take to Bay of Kings at the end of uh, September. Uh based mostly on these are the models i can probably finish but still trying you know to make something competitive but this is sort of like hyper hyper elite like i put this uh, i was talking with pat zorro allen about this sort of list and he's like that's the sort of list where you see at the end of the movie they go charging in but then they all end up dying because <laughs> it, will, it will be glorious and it, but oh what a death will it be sort of type list so um so this is a 2,000-point list as um, Bay of Kings is 2,000 points. So I have uh, the Alohi formation, so two hordes of Alohi, Alohi, whatever you want to say, and an Ur-Alohi. Um, I have two regiments of knights, no Nias, so no knight regiment, just two regiments of knights. One has Pathfinder. I have one Phoenix. I have two Gurpanther troops. And then I have a high paladin on an elder dragon. So it's 2, 4, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So a whopping 13 unit strength. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 drops, which is actually not, I mean, it's low, but not like, I don't know, that's pretty obscenely low. But I guess my thinking is. In 2,000 points, if I get, uh, if I am able to engage first, that's a lot of hitting power for two for a 2,000 point list. Um, I do have the Gur Panthers to help deliver my Elohi, and you know when I lose, I'll have I can just look at my finished painted army and be happy. Yeah, so you don't have any infantry, right? So I guess you're gonna put your push tokens on your dragon or i don't know um you actually your list reminds me of uh my club mate brad mckay's 2017 night stalker list where you just took three hordes of fiends three planner apparitions and three void lurkers so it was all just fast hitty stuff and what he would do is he would just drop the push tokens for example turn one and just kill everything and basically play kill for four or five turns and then go go use all of his flying stuff to pick up tokens and, and jump on control zones and things and so i think that's how you would have to play this type of list and i played it once and that's what it was which is i'm gonna smash you in the face bro and then once i've killed hopefully your whole army by turn four or my whole army is dead and i'm gonna lose anyway that at that point it's then everything flies and goes sits on tokens and you know or they go back and pick up whatever but i think you don't you i have nothing to sit on objectives i have nothing to hold push tokens i have nothing to 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 really do much of anything so i have to kill you so i have to kill you and then like you said play the scenario with my speed well and it's a 2000 point list right you said yes and so at, at that point level alpha strike is even stronger um so you know i would say that too i think just structurally lower point games especially 2000 points you don't some of the other armies don't have enough points to really layer up and be able to withstand a charge yeah, so I think I can isolate more, like I, especially isolating corners with the Alohi, because once you get Alohi in the side or in the backfield, and then same thing with that, my Elder Dragon, I can gum up works or slow things down for you know to give flank charges to other things, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that it's it's super 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 elite, but I think it's gonna be if I can get it finished visually, it's gonna be a really good looking army. Um, I think it definitely is maybe not ideal, but it's still competitive um, and will be sort of a fun, fun fly by the seat of your pants sort of army, you know, which just engage and see and, and roll the dice and see what happens. Oh, you're, but. you're sand, you're sandbagging so hard right now. Oh, I just, just taking a double formation list with an elder dragon and you know, some other fast stuff. Maybe, maybe I'll win a couple games. It'll look maybe we'll though. see. I mean, Gur Panthers are only 10, 12. So, but I will say you get Gur Panthers into a flank of something and that's pretty good. So, um, anyway. Okay. So what about you? What, what list do you have? You want to talk about? So, so if you will indulge me for a quick second, I'll just tell you how this list 
um, started. So, um, you may know that I'm in the dojo club. And so we have a Facebook group where we post lists and talk about different things. And so going into this year, um, my clubmate Aaron Chapman posted his proposed abyssals list for, he was going to run for all this year, which was basically his fallen Varinger list with abyssal allies that he took and did very well with all of uh, 2018, I think it was, and or 2017, I'm, I can't remember, but uh, the the RC gave abyssals, mounted suns, and uh, you know grotesques, and and they have gargoyles already. So what he did was he took double helicans, he took double tortured soul hordes, you know, one block of infantry, and a bunch of fast stuff, and then he just allied into fallen hordes. So it was what, and so looking at that, I was looking at my own list we were going to go to a, a tournament in January called Shiloh Slaughter in Arkansas. And I was just thinking, how can I possibly beat this with what I was going to run, which was double formation, um, two Phoenixes and an Abyss and some other stuff. And I just realized he had maybe six or eight combat units and I had four and so he could just charge in, and even if I killed one or two on the counter charge, he still was up two on me. And so then that that made a light bulb go up in my head just thinking about it. I realized I had to drop the Phoenixes, and I had to get in more combat units. But I couldn't afford Alohi Hordes or another Knight Regiment or anything. But I did have two regiments of Panther Chariots painted up, and I had been running them as a Horde in 2017. I had gotten away from them last year um, in favor of some other stuff, but I still had them sitting there. And so I was like, well, maybe I can run these guys and just try to counter all of Aaron's fast stuff in case I face them. And so that's what I did. I swapped in two regiments of Panther chariots. And, and so that's the, the backstory behind this type of list for me. Um, so my list is a 2250 list. I think if I had to go to a tournament tomorrow, that was 2250. This is what I would take. It's two regiments of Paladin Foot Guard, uh, two hordes of Alohi with the Uralohi. Uh, the Alohi hordes are naked, and the Uralohi has a blade of slashing, which I think is the ideal item for the Uralohi in the formation. It's just really, really good. Because um, you're basically getting all of your attacks through, and it's crush two thunder one with vicious, so you're doing all your wounds. Um, got two regiments of paladin knights and Nias with the formation. One of the knights is pathfinder. Two hordes, uh, two regiments of the panther chariots, an abyss on a panther, and that's it. So it's eleven drops, but it's eighteen unit strength. Um, but I've found, I, you know, when I first started playing, I felt like I had to take a horde of infantry with two regiments of infantry, and that was going to be my battle line. I had to have a battle line. And as I kept playing, I realized you can get away with not doing that. Uh, but I still like having two, at least two regiments of infantry in every Basilean list I run. Usually it's the men-at-arms regiments, um, which is what I did at uh, Shiloh and at Lone Wolf. And so, uh, this one just how the points worked out. I upgraded them to Paladin Foot Guard regiments. So they're just, their job is I have this little formation in the center where it's nice in the middle, two Foot Guard regiments to his side, and then the Paladin Knights on the wings of the Foot Guard. And they're all in within six inches of Nias. So it's a nice little formation so that the uh, paladin foot guard go up and get hit and then whatever hits them gets hit by the knights at least if not more um so that's kind of the idea behind the list and you know and then the, the fast stuff the way i deploy this list is um flyers one thing you may not people may not think about is they can charge out of hindering, hindering terrain without being hindered so that means even if there's a lot of uh difficult terrain on the board 
I can deploy pretty much uh, around it by putting the Alohi in the difficult terrain, and then I have my Pathfinder Knights in another piece of terrain. And then the open areas, which are usually hills, I put the Panther Chariots, which are height three, and they can see over the hills. Um, and so it's just it, it's a really nice, easy deployment, and it's been working pretty well for me. So. I like it. I like it. I love. I well, I'm a big fan of infantry regiments. I used to run the Zombie Legion, and now now that has now three regiments of zombies. I just love. I think infantry regiments give you a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things you can do: board placement and support and objective sitting and all that stuff. And like you said, when you're dealing with knights, uh, two regiments of knights and two regiments of paladin foot guard, that's a lot of fifteen seventeen defense five. Um, that is right. not easily chewed through, especially when to the sides of that is you have stuff that if it gets in your flank, it's going to be a bad day for you. So, no, I dig it. I think it's really interesting. Um, uh, I, I like the um, chariots, I think, are great. I think that height three uh, gives you a lot of uh, options, gives you a lot of interesting things, especially for... Um, uh, seeing and then also too i know in our games you've been you do really well in height three can instantly turn into really awesome chaff when you think about height three can block line of sight to pretty much everything else in the army right so you can do a lot of like pivot turning oh now you can't see any of my stuff so um very very powerful tool yeah absolutely so it's been working well i uh I was on the top table at Shiloh against. I had to play Brad McKay's nasty, nasty Twilight Kinless that he won. Oh, on that uh, table Masters with all, with. That, with all that terrain, all that beautiful terrain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're referencing. There, so the scenario before uh, round six, when I played Brad, was this custom scenario where halfway through the game, all the terrain moved. Um, with, you know, I think three inches with a scatter dice. So you rolled for each piece of terrain that moves. Well, on this table, all the terrain got moved out to the edges uh, and didn't get put back. And so we set up and I was like, well, this is not a good table for me when he has, you know, four chariot hordes and three dragons. I don't really have anywhere to hide. So I just stacked up and pushed and (laughs) didn't work out that well for me. Uh, So... But I still ended up third in that tournament, and then I was able to – I had to play Brad again in round four at Lone Wolf and lost again, but it was only 9-11. And then I played Aaron in, in round five and was able to beat him, and I ended up six, I think, out of 70 or so. so. No, that's good. I mean any 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 – how I feel, any top 10 showing on a field of 60-plus means you did well, you know, and then it comes down to just – did you get the turn seven when you needed there to be turn seven? Or were you able to dodge the turn seven? You know what I mean? That's really, I think, what it comes down to when it gets down to that top five is that you need to play really well, but also you got to have a good strength of schedule, you know, dodge those bad matchups and then have the dice go your way. So um, any tournament of that size, if I'm in the top, you know, four to seven or five to ten or something like that, I think that's pretty successful. Uh, successful event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome, man. Um, I'm, thanks for coming on. I think we got a lot of juicy uh, Basilean stuff. Um, and uh, thanks everyone for who has thrown out um, ideas uh, in the um, Basilean Facebook group about what you are, are hoping to see in the future. So, you know, let's keep that discussion going. Um, Awesome. And uh, like always, remember, keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Counter Charge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.